Monday evening. We are live on YouTube talking all things Charlotte 49er baseball. So welcome to Diamond Niners Weekly for week eight of the 2023 season. I'm Nick, joined as always by Kevin. What's up, Niner Nation? Producer Brad, making it all work out. Hey, hey. And check this out. Making his first, his debut appearance on Diamond Niners Weekly, we have director of performance, Eric McKibben. What's up, Coach? It's good to be here. I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, is this is cool. Uh, the first time we've gotten a chance to sit down and talk to you, um, as we were talking about it today, so did, did you notify anyone that you were doing this? Is, is there anybody out there that you're um, like, hey, check this out, I'm doing this? No, just, uh, just the baseball staff and, and the softball staff I kind of gave a heads up to. <laughs> okay. Well, may, maybe, you know – Maybe your family or something. Maybe mom will see it later or something like that. You can you can send her a link. You can first you can see how it goes, and then you can decide if you want to tell your folks about it or what. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I might I might shoot him a text afterwards and 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 tell him to tell him to check it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't blame you. See how it, see how it goes first. All right, coach. Well, uh, we we want to we always talk. You know, kind of week in review and and look forward to the next week and all that stuff. And we're definitely going to do that. Um, but uh, we thought having you on for the first time, uh, our first chance to kind of sit down and talk to you, we would kind of start with um, kind of your background. You're a D1 baseball player. In fact, uh, as Kevin made made me aware today, you, you made a trip to the Hayes. Uh, I think you're saying it's back in 2014. Um, but let, let's talk a little bit mm-hmm. about your your journey uh, through athletics and then your transition into into the performance side and just just you know kind of learn a little bit about about you yeah so so i grew up in indianapolis indiana i'm a graduate of ben davis high school um growing up i played i played a bunch of sports i played baseball basketball soccer for a year um and i played a lot of tennis when i was younger too and then kind of once i got into like my teenage years i kind of was more so just baseball and basketball and then once I got to high school, it was pretty much just baseball because, you know, we'd play travel baseball and the high school baseball. Um, and so I graduated from high school in 2012. And then I went on to play outfield and first base at the University of Evansville. So I was there from the fall of 2012 to the spring of 2016. And so, yeah, we made that we made that trip down to the Hayes, um, I believe, in the, the spring of 2014. Um, that, was, that was a pretty talented team we had. We were kind of led by Kyle Freeland. He's up up with the Rockies right now. Just had a pretty good start this past weekend, um, and and actually, I I'm pretty sure that was probably one of the best weekends I had in my entire college career. I'm be totally honest with you. So <laughs> so good good memories at the Hayes. Um, so I, that was like kind of the one time I had been to Charlotte, kind of before I came here in spring of 21, and so then I was a uh, I majored in exercise science at Evansville. Then when I graduated in 2016. I took a year off and, and worked and saved up some money. And then I, w- I wanted to be a collegiate strength coach. And so um, kind of decided that sophomore, junior year at Evansville. So then I, re- I really wanted to go to grad school and get my master's. So I moved down to Orlando, Florida and did their kinesiology program at UCF. So I spent about two years in Orlando doing that. Um, and then Kind of towards the end of my master's degree, the the winter semester right before I graduated, I got an opportunity to go out to St. Louis for a few weeks, or it ended up being about two months. 
Um, so I, I had an internship at, at P3, so Premier Pitching and Performance and baseball training facility in St. Louis where we trained all ages of baseball players from the youth level, high school, collegiate, and we had a pro program as well. So that was awesome experience. Got to be around a lot of different people. Got to be around a lot of really intelligent people and learn a lot while I was there. Um, and then we kind of worked with Shard a little bit in our collegiate partnership program. So kind of got to know those guys here pretty well. And then when kind of the position opened up in, in early 21, um, the opportunity presented itself. It was it was a no brainer for me. It was it was something that I really wanted to do. So we went for it, and it's been it's been incredible since day one of being here. Kevin, I hear you. I hear you navigating. Are you doing the same thing I'm doing? <laughs> uh, well, I was just thinking about our, our earlier conversation. With, we we may have uh, actually heckled you when you were at the Hayes uh, <laughs> back in 2014. Um, <clears throat> Tell us a little bit about the, your your experience coming down here for the first time. Now, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I, let me tell you what I was doing. I thought right. we were doing the same thing. Let me tell you what I was doing. Well, tell us. <laughs> I was pulling the box scores. Oh, from those, from those <laughs> yeah, games. Okay. I was pulling the box scores. You ready for this, Eric? Yeah. Okay, so in game one, you guys won three to two. You started at first base. It was uh, it was about this time of year, mm-hmm. by the way. It was in April. It was first weekend, April fourth. Mm-hmm. Okay, the opening game was April fourth, mm-hmm. so we're we're right here on the anniversary. Um, so one or, or to the day, the anniversary is tomorrow. You started at first base and you went three for four at game one. Uh, game two, you guys won that one. You went three for four with four RBIs. <laughs> I, def- I definitely heckled you. I promise yeah, you. Yeah, you probably did. <laughs> I definitely, I definitely said some crap to you. Um, <laughs> game three, uh, game three, you were zero for three, zero for three at first base, mm-hmm. uh, and then game four, you were, uh, yeah, you were zero for two with a couple of walks. So you drew a couple of walks. Mm-hmm. OBP. Uh, yeah. yeah, you had a pretty I good think, weekend. I, I think those, I think those first two games uh, were a doubleheader too. So that was kind of why that one was pretty memorable. Right. Um, so I think that was a good, that was a pretty good day. You are correct. That yeah. was a doubleheader. I remember there was a, there was tons of scouts there to see Freeland. Um, mm-hmm. A lot more than we. I mean, I think Baseball America was there. Uh, they had a couple guys covering him in video and and uh, getting ready for the draft. So it was a uh, mm-hmm. pretty intense weekend. Um, I, know, I bet you guys had a lot of fun that season um, with a talent like that uh, getting drafted in the mm-hmm. first round by the Rockies. Uh, pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. On yeah, April it was fun. He was fourteen. You went six for eight at the Hayes with four RBIs. I promise I you, I took your name in vain. <laughs> hey, that's one 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 year tomorrow, or, or probably uh, seven years tomorrow. No, nine years nine, tomorrow. Nine, nine years, years tomorrow. nine years ago. I feel, I feel feel a little older now. Yeah, that's wild. That's crazy how that kind of just happened right there. <laughs> the the stuff you don't find in the box score, Kevin. Here we are. Yeah, nine nine years tomorrow. But you're reading the box score. Torching the Niners nine years ago. Yeah. <laughs> all right i'm sorry kevin i cut you off go ahead <laughs> well i was just talking about that season with uh with with kyle freeland and how, how much fun they got those guys had uh for evansville 
Yeah, it was it was good. We um, I remember we bust down to Charlotte, so it was it was a little bit of a long ride, and then we played two Friday, one Saturday, one Sunday, and then bust back. But yeah, the season was great, and it was playing behind him every Friday night was incredible. And he's he was a competitor, really talented, worked really hard, and and it's paying off for him. He's he's putting together a really good career um, with the Rockies. He got to pitch at the World Baseball Classic this spring, so it was it was kind of fun to watch him watch him pitch on team. For Team USA on TV, and then I've gotten to gotten to catch a few of his appearances in person. So it's been it's been pretty cool watching him kind of go through kind of go through his MLB career. Freeland started. Freeland went nine innings that day, uh, two earned runs, uh, one walk, fifteen strikeouts, fifteen mm-hmm. strikeouts. Uh, the Niners <laughs> countered Kevin with Corey Roberts, Jordan Hudson, and Hunter May. There's there's some names you hadn't thought about in a while. Yeah. So pretty cool. And actually, looking at Corey, Corey went six point one, no earned runs, mm-hmm. ten strikeouts on his own. So Corey had a nice day. Um, yeah. Apparently, just didn't just couldn't slow down Eric <laughs> and Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there were there were many that could. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So all right. So I, I'm taking it that. Uh, so so did you? Um, you majored in exercise science. Yes. Yep. Did my got my bachelor's degree in exercise science at Evansville, and then at UCF, um, master's degree in kinesiology, exercise science. Okay. So when when you're when you're getting out there, you've you've done your uh, you've done your coursework, and, and you're stepping out in the world. Where'd you Where'd you start off? So after my after I completed my internship. At P3 in St. Louis, I still had one more semester of graduate school to finish mm-hmm. up. So, but the internship went really well. Um, like I said, made a lot, met, met a lot of really smart people, made a lot of really good relationships, and I was fortunate enough to um, get offered a full-time position there once I graduated in in early May. So, pretty much as soon as I graduated from UCF, packed the car up, drove back to Indianapolis where my parents lived, and then dropped some things off, put some other things in the car, and and moved out to St. Louis, and then kind of started. Started with our collegiate program for the summer, kind of hit the ground running. So um, I've started there. I believe it was would have been May of eighteen. I want to say, um, but yeah, it was great out there. I, I really enjoyed being in St. Louis. So it's a really good baseball city. Um, so I got to go to my my fair share of Cardinals games and just just be around and meet some really cool people. Um, that was that was one of the coolest things about it is that got to be around baseball players every day. Um, get to train baseball players for a living and in, in, in St. Louis. And so it was, it was awesome. And I was really fortunate to have some really good mentors during that time. Um, Forrest Herman is my, one of my former college teammates and one of my really close friends. He's, he's now with the Baltimore Orioles and there is one of their minor league pitching coaches. And he was at the time, he was the director of pitching at P3. Um, and then Austin Miney was, was there at P3 at the time also, who's also with the Orioles now. And then, um, Probably one of my biggest mentors is, is Stefan Simmons. Um, he was kind of the kind of headed up my internship when I first got out to P3 in that in that winter during my internship, and then he's now with uh, Chicago Cubs working in, in their minor league strength department. So, um, really, really fortunate to have 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 met those people out there, and 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 still remain really close to all of them. Yeah, um, the P3 connection with with Charlotte baseball has been huge for our program. Um, as we got a pipeline of, of coaches coming through there as well, but uh, just getting that program started here has made uh, made tremendous strides um, 
since uh, we've had that P3 influence coming mm -hmm. down to Charlotte. I think we were one of the four first collegiate programs mm -hmm. to, I guess, subscribe or to partner with, with P3. Um, how's mm -hmm. that, how's that collegiate program going? Is that, um, I'm sure it's expanding, um, nationally. Yeah, it's going, I think it's going really well. Um, I still talk to those guys every once in a while. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure Charlotte was the first year they were definitely in that four. And I think they might've been the first, I'm not first ones to sign up. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. Um, but I'm pretty sure Charlotte was the very first trip that we made as a facility out to a, a college campus to work with, with their pitchers. Um, but it's been awesome. It's, I think it's going really well. I think it's definitely grown. I think they have a handful of schools that are, that are involved with it right now. So I'm really happy for those guys at P3. They do a, they do an incredible job there, work really hard and, and, and they've done some awesome things for college baseball. So they're, they're going to continue. And I'm just fortunate that I was, I was a small part of it for a little while. So it's, 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 it's pretty cool. And that first summer, uh, a bunch of our guys just uh, packed up and basically moved to St. Louis for the summer. Mm -hmm. um, I, I guess was was that your first exposure to to Charlotte guys, or had y'all been to campus already? So the P three had been to campus, but I hadn't made a trip yet out. Um, so that summer, it was I think it was the summer of twenty twenty, kind of right when right when COVID started. Uh, I think there were like sixteen to eighteen current Charlotte players or guys that were committed and going to Charlotte that fall mm -hmm. that had came out to train for the summer. And, and that was, that was, that's probably one of my favorite summers um, that I've had working with, with those guys was just, they all came in pretty much at the same exact time every day and, and they got after it. I think about eight or nine of them lived together in an, in an Airbnb with no air conditioning or air conditioning in St. Louis in the middle of the summer. Um, and it gets, it's, it's pretty hot in St. Louis in the summer. So, so, I'm not sure quite how they did that, but they made it through and, and they worked really well as a group. So that was a, that was a special summer because that was really the first time that I had gotten to meet a lot of those guys and, and be around those guys. That was really the first time I got to meet Matt Brooks, Nick Turnbull, Ryan Chanskowski, Bryce McGowan, those guys. So and those guys have all done a ton for our program. And, and I'm really fortunate for that summer because it was awesome getting to know those guys. Kevin, did we do did we do a show? Yeah, we interviewed Matt Brooks from the, the I guess they called it the frat house, <laughs> from yeah. the frat house, and and I think I think he I think several other guys kind of jumped on, didn't they? Did that happen? Yeah, yeah, it was it was brief, but it was uh, we did do that because it was during COVID and we didn't have anything else to do either, so we um, <laughs> we uh, <clears throat> we're doing shows weekly. Uh, to keep a lot of a uh, lot of air mattresses, I believe, was the case at that house. <laughs> well, if they didn't have air conditioning. You can you can imagine they wanted to get to the facility as much as possible. <laughs> right? Yeah, they spent they spent some hours at the facility each day. <laughs> well, that's cool. So, so you you've got exposure to Charlotte baseball that way, um, and then. The job comes. The the job here on campus comes open. Walk us through. Uh, did 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 you know about it, or were you a pro? You know how how did that how that whole thing come to be? So, so um, I had that fall fall of twenty. I had started going on some of the consulting trips on the road. So I think we had made two or maybe three trips to Charlotte that fall 
to work with the guys. Um, and that's when I kind of first met Coach Woodard, Coach Bicknell, and Coach Simmons. Um, we're all there. And, and you know, just from the kind of from the, the minute you get around those guys, like high energy, awesome guys to be around, love the game, want to continue to learn and, and move the needle and push our program to achieve everything that we're going to achieve. Um, and so you're just around those guys, and, and it's honestly just something you really want to be a part of. Um, so that was kind of my first impression. Those guys, they treated us really well whenever we would come to town. Um, mm-hmm. And then I think kind of in like mid to late January, I had heard that the position had opened up, and I was like, yeah, like that would be something I'm 100% interested in. And so I think I – I think I might have sent a message of, to someone and said, "Hey, is this something that that could that could work out, or, or are you guys interested?" And and then it was got on the phone with a few people, and 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 then once the once the position was officially offered to me, it was uh, it was a no brainer. So it was it was a pretty much a yes from the start. Yeah, I know staff was very excited when when uh, you came on board. Um, they 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 sang your praises for sure when when we made that hire. So. Um, we're definitely glad to have you. Um, and then, uh, not only baseball, but, uh, you're also the director of performance for the softball program uh, mm-hmm. across Phillips road. Uh, talk a little bit about that, uh, experience and, uh, those responsibilities as well. Yeah. So I've, before I came to Charlotte, we had had a handful of, of softball players that would train facility mostly at the, at the high school level. Um, but I really hadn't worked a ton with softball for that matter. But when, when the job was 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 offered and, and it was baseball and softball, I was like, yeah, this is perfect. Like this is exactly what I would want to do working in college sports. And then getting to meet Coach Chastain, Jody, Taylor, and the rest of the staff, like it was like I said earlier, it was a no brainer. Those the same the same environment over in baseball. Like those people really want they want to work they want to learn. They want to win. Um, it's a really competitive group all across the board and 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 again just everyone in that coaching staff just wants to continue to move the needle and, and, and achieve some really awesome things here at Charlotte. So once you, once you come in um, and, and I'm going to start off preferences by, by paying you a, a compliment, the physical and as Kevin points out, the, not only the baseball program, the softball program, but the, the, the physical presence of, the roster, both rosters, has increased under your um, under under your guidance. Uh, I mean, there's no no. You think about um, and and I'll tell you this: we we've used this before, but I'll, I'll the best example I have in the top of my mind is a player like Jake Cunningham, um, and the, the progress he has made uh, physically while he's been here because. Uh, and I tell people this all the time that that haven't been around the program as long. If you want to know what Jake Cunningham looked like when he got here, look at a guy like Spencer Nolan, because they both had that that frame. But they were, you know, Jake needed to to, to grow into the frame, and you can see that same potential with Spencer. Um, but the the growth that all these guys, Jake's just at the top of my my mind because of that that quick comparison, but. Um, you know, when you get in here on the ground, you know, I, I just walk us through, I, I guess you're, you're, you're spending a lot of time on the front end assessing, right? What have I got to work with? And then you start putting mm-hmm. a together from that. Yeah, pretty much. So we pretty much 
take all of our athletes through through some sort of assessment process, whether that's like a table assessment, um, just kind of looking at different joint ranges of motion, um, and and kind of the big one that we we've got in the strength department this past summer was force plates. So we we've utilized those a lot. Um, but Jake's Jake's done a tremendous job from from the time he got on campus here at Charlotte. I I got here that spring semester, so that would have been Jake's freshman year um, when there's been the, the spring semester of his freshman year, and he's man, he's a workhorse. He's, he's never satisfied. He's, he's always going to, I kind of got to kick him out of the weight room some days, but he's, he's always one to show up to, to open weight room times or optional lifts over the summer. Cause he's a Charlotte kid. He would come in the weight room over winter break. He's, he was in the weight room three, four days a week commuting about 40, 40, 45 minutes from South Charlotte. So all that credit for Jake goes to him because he's, he's put in all the work he's done all the hard work for it. I've just kind of been along for the ride, watching him go after it. But, um, he's one of our hardest workers He's one of our best teammates does everything the right way. He's a great student. Uh, I'm really proud of Jake. Um, but yeah, a lot of that credit goes to him. And, and from the, from the overall physicality standpoint, I'm really fortunate that, that both coaching staffs, you know, they really value the work that we do in the weight room and they really push for it and they, and they really enjoy being in there. Like both coaching staffs are always in there while our baseball and softball team are training um, during their training blocks. And I think that just enhances the environment. Um, and it's a really competitive group across the board. Both groups are extremely competitive. They want to win. They want to look the part when they get off the bus. Um, and so that's, that's a big testament to them. And again, it's a big testament to, to coach Bicknell heading up the recruiting for, for the baseball side and, and coach Wyke heading up the recruiting on the softball side. They recruit some really good athletes um, and really talented players that come in that, that really make my life a lot easier. So that's a big testament to them and all the hard work that they do on the recruiting trail. Again, on, on baseball side, Coach Bick, Coach Sibahar, and then softball side, uh, Jody and Taylor do a tremendous job as well. So I'm really fortunate to have to be surrounded by the people that I'm surrounded with. And, and the athletes are incredible. Love being around them every single day. They're, they're like family to me. I think we have 23 on the softball roster and 37 on the baseball roster. Um, so I think I'm responsible for 60 student athletes and, and I couldn't ask for two better groups. So it's, it's a joy coming to work every day. And I love their every second I get to be around them. Coach, um, just talk a little bit about uh, the difference between like off season, uh, kind of like your typical week during the off season and your typical week, uh, during season, uh, with both of these pro uh, bat and ball programs, mm -hmm. um, just a, a brief, like, uh, bird's eye view. Not, I don't want to get too too detailed, but um, that's a, a lot of discussions that goes into like in season, off season stuff, and and what's what's mm -hmm. the big big differences between the two? Yes. So so the big thing for me is whenever I before I ever like put anything on paper or put it on a sheet and print it out and give to the athletes, like my thing is I'm always I always want to know what they're doing on the field first, you know. So what's what's our workload on the field look like? Um, so again, like I'm always in tune with what we're doing. From a from a practice or scrimmage or game standpoint, um, for baseball and softball, like before I ever write like a three to four week block, like I always kind of know what the next three to four weeks look like on the practice field. And so for me, it's like it's always about kind of balancing those two things, right? So in the first look at the fall semester, you know, the first four weeks is typically your your small group, your skill segment, where we're not in full team practice yet. Um, so time on the field's a little bit shorter than it would be if we're in team practice. So that's, that's where I can be a little bit more aggressive with what we do in the weight room, you know, probably, probably give our athletes a little bit more volume, push them a little bit more 
Um, so that like those times when we're not in our practice period for the fall is like where I'm really aggressive um, and I'll push them. And then once we get into kind of our, our full team practice segment, we still push them pretty hard, but I, I pull our reins back just a little bit on what we do, just because, you know, I want to be really conscious about keeping people on the field, right? Like that's the, that's the definition of, of the role of the strength conditioning coach is one to prepare your athletes to face the demands that they're going to face throughout the course of a, a season and keeping them on the field. So those are, those are, that's objective one and two. And so I think, I think we do a tremendous job of that here at Charlotte and it, and it, it takes everybody. So it's, it's not just me, it's the rest of our coaching staff. It's our players, it's our athletic trainers, Donna Nimmo and Brittany Hoover with softball. Um, and so the whole, staff support staff the players we do a tremendous job of communicating with that i'm always in tune i like to ask our guys and our girls how they're feeling constantly so and and when we are like doing strength programs and we're in the weight room you know like we do adjust things on the fly i think that's really important like you can't ever get stuck into like hey we're going to do it exactly this way exactly what's on the sheet like sometimes you just got to read the room and make some adjustments on the fly like we do that countless times through the spring you know always I think the big thing that someone told me one time and, and it, it always stuck with me is, is you always listen to your athletes. You know, you always, you always really value what they say and I really value their opinions and what they feel and making adjustments. So it's kind of to take that, I guess I kind of got long winded right there, but long story um, condensed a little bit is for me, it always matters what they do on the field first. Cause that's, what's most important, right? We want to win games. Um, and so the fall is definitely a time where we'll probably give them a little bit more volume. We'll train more in the fall typically for, for our position players for baseball in the fall. We usually we're in the weight room four days a week, pretty consistently wire to wire from, from fall to winter. And then we may do different stuff with like speed training and strength stuff. Like we may not just be in the weight room all of one day. We might be out on the football field doing some speed stuff. Um, but pretty consistently four days a week, our pitchers were typically three days a week in the fall. And then softball was pretty much four days a week, wire to wire in the fall. And then, so once we get to the spring semester, um, we're, we're totally in in-season mode. Like, honestly, from the time we get back in January when we're in preseason, like, it's it's basically treated like in-season from my standpoint. Um, we're Because once we get back from winter break, we're about three to four weeks from, from playing games. So I want to make sure they're ready to go for that. Um, and so right now, this time of the year, our baseball guys, the position players are probably in the weight room. They are in the weight room at least twice a week. And we kind of have an open day, um, where they can come in and get a third lift. in if they really want to, if they're feeling really good, um, and our pitchers are on a two to three day week schedule as well. So like our starters, our weekend starters and our midweek starters, they kind of have a little bit more of structure just because they kind of know what day they're pitching each week. Like why Hootiful knows the schedule each week of what we're going to go with. So we kind of have a, a full schedule, seven day schedule for him. Um, and then softball right now is kind of a similar format to our position players with baseball. They, they've got, we've got two lifts pretty much each week and we have that third day where they can come in if they want. Um, and then there'll be days where we'll, we'll lift on a game day or we'll do something to kind of wake the body up. Like if we play like a six o'clock game, we might have like a, a 10 or 11 lift session where they just come in, move around for a little bit, and they go get some food and, and, are, and are ready for, for team stretch and BP whenever that rolls around. Yep. So, Coach, we cleared this question with you before before we got on air, just so we didn't put you on the spot here. Mm-hmm. But um, for each team that you work with, baseball and softball, like everybody works hard and everybody works out. It's obvious. You can see the results. But if you had to – if you, every team seems to have that one person, right, 
that would just rather lift than eat. You know, the, the just <laughs> absolute, just animal, right? Mm -hmm. who, who, who comes to mind when you think about baseball and softball? Who are like the workout, just like straight up animals? Yeah, uh, that, that's a really good question. Um, I would say from the baseball team, again, like for baseball and softball, that's a, that's a tough question because both groups love the weight room. They like to work really hard. They get after it. Like I said, they're really competitive. I would say from the baseball side of things, if I had to pick one person, I'd say Anthony Cassiola. He, uh, man, from even from the day he was on his official visit, we talked for a long time about weight room, lifting, everything, sports performance. Um, and then from the time he stepped on campus, man, he's he's a workhorse. He he loves to be in the weight room. And he's probably pound for pound one of our strongest guys on the team, if not our strongest. Um over the summer break and winter break, I'll get I'll get random videos from Cassiola of him lifting in his in his garage gym or at, at the local gym by his house. Um, but it's awesome. I, he always fires me up when I, I'll get a video from him at either like 9 a.m. or 9 p.m. of him deadlifting in his garage. Um, but Cassiola is, is probably my pick for baseball. Um, for softball, I'm probably going to have to go with London Dirks. She's she came in as a true freshman and she was already really strong, really, really talented, really, really good mover in the weight room. And, and I don't think I can think of a single optional lift or just open hour training time that she has not been in. So she's another one that comes to mind when I think about that. So those, those are the, probably the two I'd go with. And it's, it's a, it, that's a, that's a good question. I will say that. Cause there's a lot of people that come to mind. You know, I, not that I'm in position to know these things, but I wouldn't have thought of Cassiola. But now that you've said it, it makes perfect sense. I mean, <laughs> He's anybody, intense. yes, absolutely, Kevin. He is an intense dude. And now that you say that, it's like, <laughs> oh, that makes perfect sense. If you if you have not had a chance to to talk to Anthony Cassiola, uh, check him out sometime. Because it'd be worth your time. He is he is a fun dude, um, and and man, he gets after it. And and really, um, you know, he's a lot of fun to watch when he gets in the game because he he wears it all on his sleeve. You know, and he's up there on the mound, and it's it's mm -hmm. a lot of fun to watch work. So uh, I can just imagine him in a lift yeah. session. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, y'all have to. Y'all are always welcome to come by if you want. He's he's high energy, pushes everybody else. Um, so there's been there's been some pretty rowdy pitchers lifts and team lifts and and Cass is usually in, in in front and center and all that. So it's it's pretty it's pretty impressive. There's been a few times where you know he's been at a rack and the whole team's been around him and it's it's pretty electric. So it's you guys are always welcome to come in if you want to. <laughs> Kevin, I don't feel like that's a place for us. Yeah, I think well, <laughs> yeah. It'd be my, interesting. It'd be, it, it might be cool to experience. Yeah, my hypocrisy only goes so far to, uh, <laughs> <laughs> to go to go watch those guys get after it while I sit there, you know, wondering what we're going to eat for lunch after. <laughs> you know, when when do we get to eat? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know but. Hey, they're they're probably wondering what they're going to eat for lunch too, and they're in there right. lifting too. There's well, yeah, but they've earned it. <laughs> yeah, they have. They have. Yep, that's what they always say. They're always like, "I'm going to the locker room get some food." I'm like, "All right, you guys go ahead." Yeah, I don't know, Kevin. We, we we could talk about that later, but I don't I don't 
I don't know. I don't. Everybody's uh, got to know their place, and I don't feel like mine's in that weight room. I tell you that. Uh, a big, a big part of what what you guys are working with is is the eating and sleeping um, uh, part of things as well with with mm-hmm. college athletes. Uh, that's that's mm-hmm. as as important as uh, getting in the weight room, right? Yeah, it is, and it's we're really fortunate here at Charlotte. You know, um, we have pretty much a, a fully stocked nutrition center in our locker room. That Coach Simmons does a phenomenal job. Coach Simmons and our managers. They do a phenomenal job of keeping that that thing stacked up all the time, and so we're never we're never at a at a lack of food. And you know, on the road, our guys our guys eat pretty well on the road too. So we're we're really fortunate on that front. Now I'll throw this offer out there, Coach. If if you ever need somebody like a guest speaker to come in and talk to the team about sleep, um, I, I could make myself available because because I'm really good at it. I mean, I don't like to brag a lot, but. I mean, I, I'm good at sleeping. I just am. Um, so I don't know. We'll just throw that out there. I might could, I might, I'm going to hold you to that someday. <laughs> I'm going to hold you to that. Yeah. I just, I, my wife says I could fall asleep on my way to the pillow. I just, just out. So right. anyway, I don't know. <laughs> I, it's just, I don't think I could really teach anybody anything. I think it's just, an, I think it's just natural talent. I'll be honest with you. So yeah. Anyway. Just, just a mindset, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, you focus and know what you're about and you just go to it, right? Speaking of exactly. focus, <laughs> let's talk about baseball. Uh, let, you, We know, so, and, and I'll, I'll throw this caveat out there for the, for the listeners. Um, Coach McKibben was with softball in, in, uh, in Bowling Green this weekend, uh, but he was in the dugout for that game uh, at the Hayes against Gardner Webb. So let's, let's start with that game. Um, and then we can all react on, um, on the games this weekend um, at UAB together, but uh, big game for the Niners uh, kind of the, um, it, well, sometimes midweek games are just weird, right? Sometimes they just play out weird. And this, mm-hmm. one, this one did a little bit. Um Jake got a double. Uh, Jack, Cam, and Will all homered. Jack had a big night. He was four for five with two ribbies. Uh, Butch had a couple of RBI, uh, and then Fish had that solo shot. Uh, massive. Uh, these guys were were hitting massive home runs. Um, on the on the mound, uh, Donnie Evans got in and gave us a solid three point one innings in relief. Paxton Thompson did a huge job three point one innings in relief too, as they kind of let up. Uh, that effort, A.J. Wilson and Evan Michelson also made appearances after Colin Kramer got the start. So um, kind of a, uh, we said kind of a funky midweek game. This this game ended uh, in the ninth. The Niners took a, a one-run lead uh, to the, uh, or the, the Niners took a one-run lead to the top of the ninth. Garner-Webb tied it up on a solo shot. So the Niners... Mm-hmm to avoid extra innings going to the bottom of the ninth needed a a run and they got it, but they got it off of a wild pitch, which scored Jack Dragon with, with hop at the plate. Uh, Jack was 90 Mm -hmm. feet away. Hop was at the plate looking for a sack fly or anything that would get Jack across the plate. And what we got was a wild pitch walk off. So uh, uh, it was a little anticlimactic. I hate to be that guy mm-hmm. and say that, that was and, and be picky because a W is a W, 
But the guy still got to celebrate a walk off. That was fun to watch. That was good. So mm-hmm. good, good game, coach. What was what was the vibe? What was the vibe like down there in the dugout on Tuesday night? It was honestly, it was it was really calm. We were we were calm and relaxed the whole game. Uh, I think Coach Woodard said after the game, you know, that was that was probably one of our like gutsiest performances of the year. And you know, the thing was is that in the whole time, I think everyone in the dugout was like everyone was comfortable. Everyone was kind of feeling that we were going to win this game. You know, it was just like, when, when, when are we going to do it? You know, we're going to, we're going to get some big swings of the bat. We're going to play defense. Our pitchers are going to go out there and continue to put up zeros. Um, so it was kind of just like we were, we were just being patient. I think patience is a good word to describe that game. Um, chipped away a little bit and obviously big swings of the bat from, from Butch fish and, and, and Jack, Jack had a huge night and played a really good shortstop that day too. Um, but yeah, it was just really calm and patient. I think it's a good way to describe that game. And, you know, there's going to be games like that, you know, not every game is going to be crazy, but, um, it was just kind of, we, we waited our turn and, and we knew we were going to have our turn at some point. And, and when we needed some big swings, our guys came through, our pitch put up some, put up some really good innings on the mound. And then it was kind of funny when I think they, when they intentionally walked to bring hops into the plate and, you know, everyone in the dugout was like, all right, like. Caden's got this. Caden, yeah. you know, if 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 you Caden, you know, he's like probably one of the calmest individuals you've ever met. Um, I can't think of really ever a time where I've seen him get sped up or high heartbeat. Like he's always really calm, cool, relaxed. And so I mean, remember last year against Western Kentucky, he walked that game off. Um, so he's been kind of our walk-off guy. So, you know, when they intentionally walked to bring Caden to the play, it was like this game right here. And I wasn't sure how it was gonna end. I I don't my pick wasn't pass ball wild pitch but but it worked out that way and and like you said a win's a win so we'll take it and plate discipline when, when you're mm-hmm. talking about Caden, that the, mm-hmm. that's what I, I tend to think of is is if if i said you know if you said who's our most disciplined hitter I, i'd probably say uh that Caden's first person that would come to my mind there's a lot of guys but i would i would probably mm-hmm. start with Caden. so you kind of felt like uh they had no place to put him um you know, mm-hmm. in fact, I might have said if you had asked me, like you said, you you didn't have, you know, wild pitch pass ball was not on your bingo card. Um, if you had asked me, how's it going to end? Um, I might have been tempted to go with uh, with a, 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 a walk RBI. Um, mm-hmm. Or HBP <laughs> or HBP. Or HBP. Yeah, because um, Caden, Caden's got yeah. that kind of he's just got that yeah. kind of presence at the, at the plate. He can make that happen. So yeah, he's, uh, he's got a great presence. He's, he's calm, cool, collected. And like, it's always going to be whenever he's in the batter's box, you know, it's always, the pitcher's always going to have to earn it. So he's, he's not going to beat himself. And, and that's what I love about him. Uh, he works really hard at it. And I was really proud of him, proud of him for that. Uh, coach. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying not to cut you off, Kevin. I thought you right. <laughs> go with uh, it. Since we're, the strength and conditioning coach was here, well, let's, let's, since we're talking to you, Eric, um, Cam Fisher is having a heck of a season. Um, mm-hmm. he's, he's he's slugging. He's 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 um, putting up some video game numbers, as, as I've heard. Fifteen homers. Talk a little bit about Cam Fisher's season this far, thus far, and um, how you see him on a day to day basis. He's incredible, man. He's. He's absolutely incredible. Um, he's one of our hardest workers, kind of in, in that similar 
similar with Jake, you know, they're, they're, they're at pretty much everything we do. That's even optional in the weight room. Cam was, was in today for, for open hours after a, after a three game series against UAB on the road, you know, bus trip back from UAB. Cam Fisher was in the weight room for open hours, lifting today, got a lift in. I mean, he went and hit as well. And so he, he just works and works and works. You know, he's, he's a great kid. Um, one of our, one of our best, um, comes from a great family. And so he, he's, he's worked for everything he's gotten. Um, and, and honestly, the sky's the limit for, for Cam Fisher. He's, he's ultra talented, ultra physical. Like you can just look at him, man. He's, he's strong, strong as could be. He can run, plays a really good right field. Um, and so it's just, it's just a lot of hard work from him. You know, he's, he's, he's not, he's never content with where he's at. He's going to be one of the first ones to show up every day. He's probably going to be one, one of the last ones to leave. Um, he'll do whatever you ask him to do. Um, one of the last guys in the way, you know, when we, when we go kind of go through the weight room and, and I always tell him, you know, we're going to leave it nicer than we found it. And, and Cam Fisher is usually one of the last ones walking around the weight room, making sure everything's in place. Uh, making sure it looks good when we're on our way out. So he's he's one of our leaders. You know, our guys our guys go off what Cam says. He he does a tremendous job for us, and and he's he works tremendously hard. So just being around him every day is it's he brightens all the rooms he's in. You know, he's he's great to be around. He's funny. He's one of our funny guys too. Um, so he makes he makes everyone around him better, and he elevates the program tremendously. And he's he's made me a better coach. I can tell you that. Just getting to be around him. I pick his brain all the time. You know, I ask him questions, what he feels, what he likes to do. So we've had a lot of really good dialogue and really good conversations kind of from the from the second he he stepped on campus here at Charlotte, even from the time he came on his visit. You know, he's he's an incredible human being um, and great kid comes from a great family. So he's he's an awesome one. He's a great one to be around every day. So I'm really fortunate that I get to be around Cam Fisher every day. Yeah, that that personality you're talking about, he comes by that honest. If if you spend any time in the stands with with Chip Fisher, uh, you you know Kevin knows. Um, that's that's where he gets that uh, <clears throat> personality from. Um, kind of a continuing theme, and and moving into the weekend, headed down to to Birmingham, um, which uh, Fish had a big weekend down there too, but. Friday's game um, saw the return of, uh, of Jake Cunningham to center field. Uh, Jake's been working his way back from injury, uh, was was missing the first part of the season, um, and uh, had been DHing for several weeks. But um, this weekend saw Jake uh, go back out there to center field, which is where um, Niner fans uh, are accustomed to seeing him and are happy to see him uh, yet again. Uh, I, I know you've got some things to say. Uh, you've already alluded to it about how hard uh, Jake works and has worked. But not only did he get back out there in center field, uh, Friday night had a big big night at the plate as well with a double and a homer, three hits, two RBIs on the night. Um, in general, Niners had a big night all the way around. I mean, when you win 11-3, to three, you, you're, you're going to have some hits. So you've got three hits from Hop, three from Jack, uh, who continues his resurgence, um, Two from Fish, three from uh, three from Jake, two from Will, one from Blake, Brandon Stallman, and Spencer Nolan also collect a hit. So um, big night, but I think the 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 story of Friday night, at least from from my perspective, guys, was was finally seeing Jake back out there in center field and and playing uh, playing the position that that he's so good at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was great to see him back out there. You know, he um, he's he's worked so hard 
to to get back out to center field. He's done everything he can. He shows up every day and he works. He just works all the time. Um, and so everything he had done leading up to that moment, it was it was awesome seeing him back out there. I'm not gonna lie. It was it was very incredible because you just like from my perspective and 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 Don and MLR athletic trainer probably said the same thing. Like we get to see a lot of the behind the scenes of, of the work that he's put in and in the train room and in the weight room to get back to that point. So it was it was a special night to see him back out there in center field because I know he he's wanted to be out there for a while. Um, and he's such a great kid. So I could tell he was pumped. You know, Jake's Jake's not so a ton of emotion, but I, I think it was pretty pretty apparent that he was he was really excited to get back out there. And you know, honestly it looked like he hadn't missed a beat. He ran down some balls um gap to gap so he covers so much ground out there in center field and 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 makes our defense so much better kind of commands our outfield out there um and he's another one he's a really good leader man so when when jake's on the field and when jake's standing out there in center field like i'm always going to feel really good about our chance to win yeah kevin and we got to see another quality start from wyatt hudapole um Wyatt is just uh, getting the done the, the job done week after week. Uh, another seven innings, uh, two earned runs, eight Ks on the night, Kevin. But um, the 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 big difference this Friday night uh, for Wyatt's start was uh, was the run support. Um, Wyatt's had some some outings mm-hmm. where uh, things haven't the, he hasn't ended up in the wind column uh, um, despite uh, despite. A, a good performance, but it all came together on Friday night. Wyatt's pitching and the offense delivered, Kevin. That's right. I think uh, Wyatt started off right with, with the weekend, the, kind of the theme of the weekend was pitching. Uh, I think we gave up three earned runs all weekend, and that's mm-hmm. uh, an earned run a game. Um, Wyatt started <laughs> off Hale and, and, and Costantino on Friday, and then on Saturday we got a great outing, another great outing from Cam Hansen. Um, uh, Spoyari in relief and Michelson closing it out, but mm-hmm. um, we, we allowed two unearned runs, lost two to one in the middle game. But but, but Sunday yesterday, the, the continuous theme pitching: uh, Paxton Thompson four point two, three hits, zero earned. Donya Evans two point one, zero hits, zero runs, and Evan Michelson again at the back end two hit, two two innings, donuts. Um, mm-hmm. So. Three earned runs on a weekend. That's that's phenomenal. That that's going to win you a lot of series, and and that's exactly what the Niners did. They they lost lost the game two two to one, but yesterday five zero shutout on the mound, uh, timely hitting a, a, a huge fourth inning, a huge four run eighth inning to put that in the in the bag and come home with a, a, a conference USA series win. Uh, always great to win on the road, especially in this conference. Yeah, and and you saw um, the. The uh, well, actually, Coach McKibben, you 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 made out all right because um, you were with softball, so you got to fly back from Nashville in, instead of busing back from from Birmingham. So I, yes. I think you, yeah, think you made out all right on that deal. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the key stat there, uh, Kevin, is Niner pitching staff last week four games, uh, Niner pitching staff a buck seventy five ERA for the whole week. Uh, to your point, mm-hmm. that you can win games with that, right? And yeah, it was phenomenal all weekend. And and I had a feeling we'd have a good big, a big weekend coming into it. Um, it seemed like there was some uh, kind of some wacky playing conditions on on Saturday with with the wind blowing at 20, 25 miles an hour. They were mm-hmm. saying on the broadcast, 
So I don't know. Um, I don't know how the playing conditions were, but it seemed kind of wacky with the our offense only allowing only scored one run um, mm-hmm. for the day. So that was that was kind of odd. But um, I mean, I guess pitchers love pitching in that type of conditions. As long as it's not blowing, as long as it's not blowing out, I guess. As long as the wind's not. Yeah, blowing. I was going to say it depends on which way it's blowing, but yeah, it was kind of blowing. <laughs> Uh, blowing left to right and sort of in as well. So, um, you know, it, it is what it is. Baseball's, a, you know, we all know baseball's kind of a, a, a funny, a funny sport. And uh, I mean, I gotta, you gotta give credit. I mean, their their pitcher went. Uh, uh, is, is there a better name for this guy? Was born to go to UAB. His first name is Blaze. I mean, Blaze Barry. He's born to be a. He's born to be a pitcher for UAB, right? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, where else is he going to go pitch with yeah. a name like Blaze? Uh, I mean, they're the UAB right. Blazers, for heaven's sakes. Uh, he went a complete mm-hmm. game, one earned run. Um, so, tip of the cap mm-hmm. to him. But, but yeah, we're 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 capable uh, of of a lot more. Uh, and we kind of showed that showed that on Friday and showed that on Sunday. But you know, uh, to Kevin's point about the win, coach, you guys in uh, in Bowling Green, you got. Y'all played a Saturday doubleheader because you you your Friday game was basically mm-hmm. canceled, not by rain, not by lightning, but by wind. Yeah, the um, I think we were we were on our way to the field at Western Kentucky when I think Ashley got a phone call that said like, "Hey, we like there's severe wind, and we like there's." we can't play in this right now. And I remember I was kind of taken aback. I was like, I don't, I don't know if I've ever had this happen before. And then we got, we got to the field and got off the, the bus and it was, it was severe wind. It was there. There was dirt being blown off their, off their infield surface. Their part of their top of their fence was getting blown off by the wind. And I believe there was something on their soccer field that actually blew onto their softball field. So it was, it was kind of wild. I'd never really, I don't know if I've ever been in wind like that before. Um, Cause there's like that parking garage that's right outside of left field at WKU's field. Um, so like when you were right next to the parking garage, like you didn't feel the wind at all. And then as soon as you, you kind of like hear it coming as you're walking towards the end of the sidewalk to get outside of the parking garage. And then it just kind of hits you. So yeah, we had to, we had to move the game back on Saturday. Um, but yeah, that was, that was definitely a first for me that I think a, a game has gotten delayed because of wind. Now this this is uh, th- this is a softball question, but I'm curious. So since we have you here, uh, if anybody saw any pictures or, or video from Western Kentucky, is is that is that parking deck in left field? Is it not as close as it appears in the photos, or is it every bit as close as it appears in the photos? Because it looks like that that parking deck is like a couple of steps outside of left field. Yeah, it's it's on it's it's honestly probably about ten yards behind behind the left field fence. There's just really there's just kind of a wide sidewalk that takes you from the parking lot to the third base dugout, and you just wrap around the field, and then it's so it's fence sidewalk. It's it's a little bit wider than normal sidewalk, and then parking garage. So they had uh they draw pretty well down in Bowling Green from from a fan standpoint. So they had there were people kind of all over the parking garage would just kind of back their trucks into a spot. We had some Niners fans out there too. So that was good to see. Um, so it, it's, it's honestly, it looks like a pretty good spot to watch a game from. So I didn't, we weren't up there at all, but it, it looked like a pretty good seat to have to watch a softball game. 
Kevin, you know as well as I do, if we had a parking deck right outside of left field at the Hayes, we'd never come in the stadium. That's where we'd be. <laughs> you know it's true. Yeah. Oh yeah, we'd be there right. for B we'd be there for BP all the way through the end of the game. <laughs> we would back the truck <laughs> up just like Eric's talking about, put the tailgate down and that's where we would be. We'd buy season tickets, but if you went and looked it up, if John George went and looked it up to see how many of them had been scanned, it'd be like none. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> a good spot. Never came, in the, never came in the stadium. That'd be us. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a good spot. Um, I think Auburn has a similar situation at their baseball stadium. but. Um, mm-hmm. So let's let's move forward here. We we've got uh, we've got a little under ten minutes left here. Uh, let's talk about the week ahead. Uh, the Niners get out of uh, out of Birmingham uh, mm-hmm. at five and five and four in the league, thirteen fourteen overall. Uh, Niners are three games uh, out of first place, uh, but that's okay. First place, San Antonio is coming. Uh, to the Hayes this weekend. We'll talk more about that in a second. But first, get a little midweek action at the Hayes uh, on Tuesday night. And the weather the weather looks like it's going to be really good uh, Tuesday, like a high of 78 tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So uh, every reason to come out to the Hayes tomorrow. Um, tomorrow night at 6, uh, Charlotte is taking on uh, Radford. Um, <laughs> and, and, Coach, I you know – with with your purview, you're probably not doing you're probably not doing much scouting uh, of of future mm-hmm. opponents. That's, that's not really your your area. But I will tell you, we'll tell folks uh, in taking a look at Radford. Um, they they are seven and twenty one, and those Gardner Webb Bulldogs that we 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 talked about a moment ago. Uh, those Gardner Webb swept Radford uh, this weekend, so. Radford's coming in. Uh, actually, they. I, I hesitate to even mention this, Kevin, because what do we always say? We're not superstitious. A little stitious. Oh, we're a little stitious. <laughs> um, Radford's on a 13-game losing streak. So, there it is. That's just data. Uh, I do. I, I do have some breaking news on on the the subject of Radford. Uh, game notes out. The game notes are out, and uh, starting pitcher has been announced as Tony Rossi. Tony Ross is getting the ball tomorrow. So, uh, how about that? His first appearance mm-hmm. of the season. Um, so, looking forward to seeing that. Um, yeah, I mean, he's coming back from from UCL. Is that right? Am I getting that right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so yes. he's. This is this is a, this is a big step in getting healthy. Getting getting Jake back mm-hmm. uh, in center field was a big step. Um, Jack. As as sort as is reemerging, um, and having Tony having another piece like Tony Rossi, who, who had some, uh, who threw some big pitches for us last year, um, this this could all be coming together at the right time. So, just having Tony back out on the mound is is encouraging. That's that's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, by the way, I, Kevin, I'm throwing us off a little bit, but it just it just came to me. We're talking about getting these guys back in the lineup. Let's take just a second and give a shout out to a couple of guys here that 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 don't get mentioned a lot, but we're about to. Um, particularly on the defensive side, uh, freshman Spencer Nolan has has played 
really good defense and has done a heck of a job stepping in at first base there. Uh, the staff talks all the time. Since, since he was a recruit, the staff has talked about how excited they were about getting Spencer Nolan to, to campus. Um, and you're seeing it now. Um, you know, he's, he's even sprinkling in some offense here and there. And, and really his plate discipline has been pretty, pretty good too. Cause he's drawing some walks uh, that have helped keep some of these rallies that, that happened this weekend. A Spencer Nolan walk helped in fact, turn over the, the lineup a couple times. So um, he's doing a great job at first and has really helped settle things down there. Um, and also Dante DeFranco. We got to give a shout out to our boy Dante, um, who was holding down center field for a while. Um, is now playing some mm-hmm. second base with with Jake back out there. But uh, both those guys have have really made a difference on the defensive side of things. Um, so, got to give those guys shout outs um, to to work. It's uh, I don't want it to go unnoticed that they've. I think they've been an important part of not only getting um increasing our performance Mm -hmm. but settling things down on defense which i think kevin has given the 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 pitching staff the confidence and the opportunity to to do what they're doing right now um having that solid defense behind them yeah it really goes hand in hand uh defense solid defense and good pitch against that's what uh, coach woodard has talked about uh since day one that's what they want to do is play play good defense and, and and pitch well so um like I said, it goes hand in hand. Yeah. So anyway, sorry, I, I kind of looped back on us there, but I, I thought it was worth going back to. Oh, I do that. I do that to you all the time, Kevin. At least uh, it was on subject. It was on. It was on subject matter this time, at least. So it's good. Well, at least you know if <laughs> if if it wasn't if it wasn't uh, Eric if 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 Toby was here, I, I might have we might have just gone off on some movie rant that only he and I know what we're talking about, but we're not you right. Know, Right. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, I, I thought it was worth circling back to to, to give a couple of attaboys uh, to, to those guys for the job they're doing as well. Um, so this uh, come out to the haze tomorrow night. The weather's going to be good. Six o'clock. Um, if you can't make it, um, I, I do believe, Kevin, that's going to be on ESPN Plus. I think we're, we're putting all of them there now. So if you can't make it out, check out ESPN Plus tomorrow night at six o'clock. But. Now here's what we got to talk about. Um, what, whatever, if, if you are uh, if you are out of town with family obligations this Easter weekend, okay, we we get that, all right. But if you're not, you need to be at the Hayes. <laughs> this is, in fact, softball and baseball are playing at home at the same time. They both have huge matchups coming into the Hayes. On Thursday, starting a day early because of Easter, Thursday at 6, Friday at 6, Saturday at 1, we have the first place UTSA Roadrunners. And as of about, I don't know, Kevin, five or six hours ago, the nationally ranked UTSA Roadrunners um, are coming in here. And they're coming in, what, 23 and 6? And And only one loss in the league. Eight and one on three weekends in conference play. Um, had a great season last year. Just missed out on on getting that large. Um, a lot of lot of lot of schools went after their coach in the off season trying to trying to get them uh, fill vacancy on on bigger schools or, or P five schools. But he he stayed around. They they resigned him to a new contract and then 
he's uh, building on what he did last year. Uh, they're they're having a great season so far, and um, looking forward to the matchup with with the Niners this weekend. Uh, our our boys. Our boys don't need any any help to get hyped up for for a situation like this. This is what they come. This is what you play D one baseball for, co- uh, coach. But um, what, what's what's your uh, what's your role in pregame? So it's, it's it's Thursday. Thursday we're getting ready to play um, arguably the biggest game of the season so far. Uh, what what are you doing? What what's your role in getting the boys hyped up for this? Because I, I feel like that might be something that you're you're engaged in. Um, so I'm usually I'm usually on the field with them when they start when they start warm up. So if we have a six o'clock first pitch, we'll start team stretch at three twenty. Um, so I'm usually on the field around two forty five, three o'clock, ready to get going. And to be honest, I just I really enjoy being around them. I just I just go around. I try to talk to each guy during during our warm up when we're when we're going through our team stretch. Um, so it's I think for, for a weekend like this, it's probably it's really easy to get really hyped up, really really amped up for that. And I try to kind of you know, kind of keep them keep them calm down, keep them keep them where they want to be, and and I just like to be around them when they're on the field. You know, doing ground balls pregame during BP or coming out of the cage during hitting on the field. So. That's one of my favorite parts about about my position is that I get to be on the field each day with them and the softball team. Um, so I don't I don't think I need to do any any extra hyping them up. I think I think they're gonna gonna be pretty ready to go as it is. Um, so I just make my way around the field and 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 kind of try to try to get around each guy and, and just talk to them a little bit. Kevin, I. Just looking at their at their at their stats, and they've played a top 100 schedule. They haven't played the schedule that we have, but they've they've played a top 100 schedule. So it's it's not like they're you know they're 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 just playing uh, you know a, a bunch of cupcakes. But I mean, they got eight guys batting over 300, um, batting 316 as a team. Um, on on the mound, they have a staff ERA of 332, while their opponents are at 774. Um, you know, I mean, so that, that that's telling you something. But more than anything, what what the stats don't tell you, Kevin. Um, every year we play San Antonio, uh, and you talked about their 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 coach has done such a great job, and it's I was really impressed that they were able to keep him because uh, there were definitely some 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 heavy hitters that wanted him, um, and they did get screwed last year. I thought they were deserving of an at large bid, but um, more than anything, for, forget the stats, throw all that out, but. They they're just tough. I mean, they play tough, gritty baseball. Um, and it's going to be a heck of a challenge for our guys. Um, and and like we said, though, you know, this this is this is why you come here, right? To play to play in games like this. So, um, Kevin, I, I mean, you know, you you could testify to it. If, if if folks come out to the ballpark this weekend, it's going to be a dogfight. That's that's what I'm gearing up for. Just a just right. a, a straight up dogfight all weekend. Yeah, it seems like ever since we've joined Conference USA together, the second time around, uh, we've had key weekends against UTSA. No matter what the standings say, uh, it seems like we, we were battling to get into a conference tournament one time with them, had to go there. They had to come here if on senior – it's always on senior day, too. We had to um, do, like, kind of must-win series, and we always kind of have went back and forth. No matter if we were top of the conference, they were bottom, we were, or vice versa. So uh, – yeah, surprisingly, somewhat of a rivalry, I guess you would say, 
um, in baseball at least. It was uh, it seems like we're always always going up against them when, when we need wins the most. Yeah, and I just think they play a lot like we do. They're going to be physical like we are. Um, so it's it's going to be a heck of a weekend. Uh, Kevin, you got the game notes here. Any promotions? You're, you're, you're always you're always Mr. Promotions. Well, we'll let we'll let Coach give his um. <laughs> I'll get the promotions. I want to hear Coach's thoughts on what what he's he's expected from UTSA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you, they're gonna they're gonna be a good team. They're gonna they're gonna pitch. They're gonna play defense. They're gonna hit. Um, so we're. I think our focus is to you know to keep keep building off the really good weekends that we've had leading up to this. You know our our pitchers are gonna continue to go out there and 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 continue to try to put up zeros and, and pound the strike zone. And we're going to continue to play really good defense behind them. Um, like you guys mentioned earlier, like having Spencer Nolan and Dante DeFranco in there. I feel like each time those two have, those two have gone out on the field, they've, they've gotten more and more comfortable and more and more confident and are continuing to make plays. Um, Spencer Nolan makes, makes everyone in our infield better. And same with Dante DeFranco, you know, he, he did a, Heck of a job when when Jake was still coming back in DH and he went and got a ton of balls in center field and saved some runs for us and then now having him having him kind of floating in at second base like he's been he's been huge there so that's kind of our thing right now is so we're gonna we're gonna pitch and we're gonna play defense and and you know our lineup's so talented from from top to bottom one to nine we have a lot of guys that that can do a lot of different things a lot of guys that can handle the bat a lot of guys that can leave the yard um, and so I think our offense is so dynamic and it's so talented. Um, then our guys are going to rise to the occasion. You know, they, they, they look forward to weekends like this. I think they really do. Um, like I said earlier, they're a really competitive group and they want to, they want to go out there and play really good teams. And that's what we're going to do this weekend. So I'm really looking forward to watching them. Um, and I think our guys are really, really looking forward to the matchup this weekend. I did, I did look up the promos, uh, nothing for Thursday, but Friday has a Friday night flight promotion. Uh, you get a beer, hot dog, and bag of popcorn for fifteen dollars. So uh, they got that promo going on Friday, and then Sun Saturday, you got an Easter egg hunt and baseball bingo, and Charlotte baseball trading cards. Pack number four is going to be handed out on Saturday. So I'm still I'm still looking for pack number. I think I'm still looking for pack three. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know I, if they gave them out. Well, I don't know either. But that's, that's the schedule. That's the promo schedule. But Easter egg hunt now. I, I don't know, uh, Coach. I think um, I think we could get Riley involved in an Easter egg hunt. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure she would be all for an Easter, an Easter egg, egg hunt. So we might have to get her out there and, and let her run around a little bit after the game. Yeah, that, that's Coach McKibben's dog. If if you uh, if if you've been to the Hayes, you've you've probably met Riley. Um, so that's yeah. And also, softball's having the uh, I guess um, bring your bark in the park on this weekend as well. So oh, yeah, bark mm. in the park softball. So oh yeah. And and they're doing they're doing some Easter stuff too. So, uh, yeah, check out those promotions. Hey, we gotta uh, we need to wrap this up. But um, I've I've been sent a question. Uh, right. A question has come in, um, Coach McKibben. Um, the question is: Ask Coach McKibben what time staff lift is tomorrow morning. Staff lift will be 
at 9.30 sharp, and I think I know who that text came from. <laughs> <laughs> I think you probably I think you probably do know who that came from. So. 9.30. 9.30. Okay, there's your answer. Um, you know, just just be there, be there, be square. Staff lift, 9.30. All right. <laughs> Coach McKibben, you have made it through your first episode of Diamond Niners Weekly. Uh, hopefully you are uh, none the worse for wear. And uh, we'll look forward to having you back again sometime. Um, it's been fun hanging out and learning a little bit about your story and your background and um, looking up all the looking at, looking at all the damage in the box scores you did to the Niners in 2014. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate you guys having me on. It was it was a lot of fun. Um, would love to come back on sometime. But, yeah, I, I appreciate it. And I appreciate everything you guys do for for our program. So. Big thank you to you guys as well. Nah, glad to do it, man. We appreciate you. All right, folks, we're out of time for this week. Look for this podcast wherever you find your podcast. If you're watching us on YouTube, make sure to click subscribe and turn on notifications to be notified of fresh content. You can also find Diamond Nighter Report on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, never TikTok. Reach out anytime you'd like. We love hearing from you all. Uh, if you're old-fashioned like us, just say hello when you see us at the ballpark. We love doing that, too. For Kevin, producer Brad, and Coach McKibben, this has been Nick saying we'll see you at the Hayes.